Hey, this is Alex, and you're tuned into the Market Adventures podcast. It's Tuesday, December 1st. Now, yesterday, we started listening to part one of my interview with Kevin Yerusha. We spoke about the how to get started aspect of business. Now, today, we talk about how to generate great business ideas if you're stuck, marketing the business, and setting a foundation for longevity and success in the marketplace. Enjoy. Now, how do you come up with good business ideas? Because you said at 18, you were already, you've already you know, tried a bunch of things, and you're only 31 now, and I can only imagine how many things you've tried thus far, right? Oh, I mean, for you, yeah, it's like crazy amount of things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've been featured in what, Forbes, Adweek, you've done presentations, you're on a million, I mean, we're talking about it before I, you know, I hit record, you're on a million podcasts, and people talk about like your highlights, but you've probably tried 10 times, a hundred more things that people don't even know about. So how do you come up with, even if they didn't work, right? How do you come up with good, like how do you come up with good business ideas? Yeah. At least for in the beginning, when I was like in college, some of the ideas that I would just do would be like, I tried to create like a Twitter clone. I tried to create like a Quora clone. I tried to create like a, um, um, kind of like a hello sign, not hello sign, but um, th- those meal subscription box companies. I tried to create that in in San Francisco too. And really, I tell people one 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 part of it was just I want to know how to build it, like as in technical wise with like programming. So I would just look at like let's say Twitter, I'd be like okay, Twitter looks cool. How do I build it, right? And then I would just like think about just making that into my own thing. Second one would be kind of. I would. I read about like how Facebook kind of started. Where you probably know, like Facebook started just in like a college and then expanded, and obviously Facebook is now everywhere. So I was like, okay, what if I take like for example, I want to do like a Quora. I'm not sure if people know what Quora is. It's kind of a, a Yahoo Answers where it's like people ask questions and answers. Um, so I was like, oh, I want to make a Quora for just college students. So then I just looked at Quora.com. I was like, okay, I can build this and then but market it towards just kids in college. So I made like it was called Monday.me and really almost exact clone as Quora, but with my angle was going to be for college students. So, and the reason why I did it was because I was like, hey, this thing already kind of works. Maybe I can make it a little bit different and maybe I can segment it down a little bit to just be for this sort of target audience. And that's really how I think of ideas. It's, yeah, I think it's really hard sometimes to come up with novel, unique ideas. Uh, I would say just take, take something that you see out there that you know is working and maybe add your own unique spin or twist to it. And sometimes people say like, oh, but that's like copying, but I tell people all the time, like, hey, look, there's hundreds of coffee shops in the city, uh, like, say, New York City or anywhere in the world, right? But how come one coffee shop or two coffee shops are usually the best versus, like, the 10 other ones nearby? And it's because you yourself as a founder, the entrepreneur, you can add a unique twist to an, uh, an existing idea, and that's what makes it better, and that's what makes people want to go to your website or your service or your product. You don't have to be the first, right? Being oh. unique is so – I don't want to say it's overrated, but – and it's like you can be unique, but that requires so much money and so much capital. Like, and that's what people don't realize. Like, being unique is very hard. You can definitely do it once you become successful. Right now, just look at stuff out there and just be like, I, like kind of what you said before. Look at Facebook. Facebook is literally like Facebook is becoming a massive, more massive company because what are they doing? They're just copying Snapchat. Even Facebook knows. Like, even the biggest companies in the world copy. So why do you think you shouldn't copy? Right? It's like people are like, I want to be my own thing. I'm like, 
no, just look at something out there. Go, go and make it slightly better. <laughs> yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I love that. I love that. Okay, so we're all we talked about Facebook. We you mentioned Snapchat, so that's going to help me segue into social media marketing, right? You started out with SEO, right? Real like grassroots marketing. Now, I mean, since SEO, you know, Instagram, Snapchat, this TikTok craze, ridiculous TikTok craze. What are your what are your five keys in your opinion to this new wave of of marketing, particularly social media marketing? How do you break in or how do you stand out and how do you apply it to to your business, whatever your business is? Yeah, I think like Facebook marketing, it's interesting because Facebook marketing and sort of Facebook ads are kind of like, I think what people call nowadays, like traditional advertising, like they're kind of like TV commercials now on, on Facebook. They're not like as exciting or as fun. Um, it's kind of like why TV is advertising. It's like, it's not really unique or different, but then you have platforms like Snapchat or TikTok where the content created there is so unique and different now that it's just like, oh, it's like, it's like a different way of thinking about, about creatives. I think a different way about making ads. So I think those, those platforms are really interesting for people. And I think it's interesting as in, if you're good at it, you can make a lot of money, but it's also much harder for the regular business owner to make ads like that because people just don't understand the platform as well. Like all these like kids doing all these dances and they snap their fingers and clothes are on and off. And it's like all this crazy stuff. Right. And, but it's, it's so, but it's so unique compared to stuff that you see on Facebook. But anyways, if you, if you still want to, so I think that that's a great channel, like TikTok, Snapchat for people that are super creative. If you have a, if you have a clothing brand, if you, you're an artist, go there. Like we're seeing people get so many views, get so much traffic. And the reason why those, like to say something like TikTok is really good at now is because the platform itself is rewarding content creators with a lot of organic views versus Facebook. You can post something funny. You won't get as much shares or views as something like TikTok, which is kind of how, I mean, Facebook was like this before, before they discovered their app platform can make them billions of dollars in paid fee traffic, right? So then, then they started saying like, oh, we're not going to give you organic views. You're going to pay us for those views. So you can take advantage of these platforms like TikTok that want to get users and are rewarding people for sharing it and doing stuff like that. So that's like a way you think about it, like just organic wise. But if you think about paid wise, like social media marketing, um, what we've seen works really well now is just having, like I said before, having a great video, a great story, I think on Facebook is working really well now. I think gone are the days of just having a product image and just saying, hey, buy now. Now you really need to educate the users about why you should buy the product, why it makes sense, and sort of why you need it. Um, and if you're looking for inspirations or ideas of sort of how this would work, I would say Kickstarter. Um, a lot of people heard of a Kickstarter where you kind of like donate or it's like a fund or whatever to buy a product. They have like these Kickstarter videos, and those videos make really great Facebook ads because it kind of goes through everything about why you started this product, why you should buy it, and sort of like you know what the expected results of this product are. You, you, you're right along the lines of another, uh, Northeast native, um, Gary V, where he's very, he's very big on being, um, sensitive to what platform you're on, right? You mentioned, Hey, if you're on TikTok or Snapchat, you're going towards entertainment. Yep. Whereas Facebook, you're trying to tell a story, right? And being, being, being understanding that depending on where you are, the mindset is completely different. Um, and understanding that if you're going to put money into anything, if you're advertising your brand, your products, whatever, you got to know where you're at. You can't just 
copy and paste across every single platform and expect the same kind of results. Um, okay, cool, cool, cool. Now, Void Media, why why do you start a media company? I mean, you were doing so well in e-commerce, right? So, so well in e-commerce. You're paying the bills. Why do you decide to now transition to a media company? So the reason why we did Void Media, at least for initially, was we wanted to build. We wanted to uh, build an agency that can help out other entrepreneurs, and also at the same time, we wanted to really um, work with other founders that we thought would make sense. And that's really kind of where Void Media started was a mix of hey, we want to meet we want to meet cool entrepreneurs, but at the same time, we want to uh, help them grow and. And at the same time, it's also for us to sort of think about new ideas, but also, again, also we want to invest in some of these companies initially, where it was like, hey, we found a great founder, let's invest, but also let's help them grow with marketing. And it's kind of like managed marketing services. That was like the thought of Boy Media, right? So like, this was like four years ago, uh, what we thought were going to be Boy Media. Obviously, it didn't turn out to be that way, but it's still like a dream that we have to make it because it's like, I still like that because I used to work in the incubator. Um, but... Now, Void Media is really there to help more established brands with their paid media, with their paid marketing. Um, what we learned over time was uh, just like brand new companies are just super hard to work with unless the founder is like super dedicated to growing the company. Um, so that's some of the, one of those realizations that we, we found out where ideally the founder or the person you're working with has done this one or two times. So they truly understand like what it takes to build a business. And it's not this like thing that just automatically just works straight off the bat. So that's kind of where we're at right now with Boy Media. And again, for those listening, you can hear this humility, right? You're, 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 you know, obviously saying, Hey, you know, we, we can, but we know what we're good at. You know, we we're good at turning your brand and, and making it, helping you scale it up essentially, right? Yeah, and, and yeah, that's our we, niche. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like our niche. It's like, we can't, it's, it's just like, it's like we're, this is what we're, we know we're good at. And it's like, I tell people all the time, like the other thing before that, it's like, we're just not good at, we just don't, we, we just don't have the team for that really. And that's really comes down to, it's like, we can do it, but the team isn't built yet. And we just haven't made the training resources internally so that we can successfully show it to another person that doesn't work at the company. So it's like, Hey, what our team is currently built for this. And let's just specialize in what our team is built in. And then as we grow, that's why for us, we want to grow because there's so much, there's another segment that we can get, but we're just not ready yet. Nice. Nice. So now that in the context of where you are, are now, right. What do you feel like is the most difficult outcome uh, obstacle you've had to overcome since starting Void Media? Be it with a client or just growing a business, a hiccup, or COVID. What what has been the biggest obstacle you think you've had to overcome? I think the biggest obstacle for us is I think still the number one thing people say it's just like it, it's just like hiring people, like hiring really great people that are dedicated, that are smart, that understand kind of what you're trying to do or achieve. And really when I say that it's, it's really more for like myself and Wilson, when we're trying to hire people, if we have a bad hire, it's no one's fault by us. So that's kind of something that we're trying to figure out. And, and it's, when I tell people, it's like, it's not the money per se, like, Hey, yeah, you're paying someone 80 to hundred K. Right. But really it's more about the time they work with you. They work with you for six to a year and they're a bad hire. That means you just lost a year of, of stuff, like, 
hiring the company, growing the company, making things better because it's just a bad hire. So I think it's more the opportunity cost, um, which is like the hardest thing to like think back sometimes. Like, oh man, like why do we hire this person or what, what, what mistakes did we make there? Like what was, why did we do that choice? Right. So I think hiring is still the number one thing that's the hardest. And you're still like, you're still relatively young to be even thinking about this stuff. And it's like, you're getting a lot of experience at such a young age, I can only imagine when, you know, you're 35 or 40, what level you're going to be at, because now you've all, you've hashed all this stuff out, your twenties and your thirties, and you've got 60 years left to live. So I, I don't know. I've, I've, I'm like super inspired by that just in itself. Right. Cause I, I haven't built anything big enough to worry about hiring people, right? Everything I've done, I've worked on by myself with my own hands. I've outsourced with like Upwork before and things like that, like outsourcing things that I know I'm not good at. But outside of that, you know, you're dealing with like legitimately hiring, salary, six months to a year. Do you, have you bought into the vision yet? Like you're not, don't buy into just the money I'm paying you, but do you feel what I'm feeling? Do you see what we see? And, and are you going to be a good fit for the company? I think that I think that's super cool. And I think you're going to be, you know, you're well off for the next you know, 10, 20 years where everything kind of works exponentially, right? You hit that curve and you just take off. Yeah, exactly. And that's sort of, yeah, what you're hoping for. It's, it's and, and the thing too, even with hiring, it's like, I guess I, meant, I think I mentioned earlier, it's like when you hire somebody good, you just see how quicker you grow. You're like, whoa, like, that was a good choice. Yeah, you're like, and then you're like, what did I do to find that great person? Right? It's like, yeah, yeah. No, figure you got to figure out. You got to. It's like when you do your when you ever you make your you do your software development or something. Going back and saying this, whatever happened here, I gotta unpack this. I gotta reverse engineer this because this is this is it. I need this everywhere. Um. Okay. So, clients, right? You work with clients all the time. I'm sure. What? What do you do when you have a difficult client? Is it just like, I mean, because I, I know a lot of the things that you're probably bringing forth is something that they're not used to, or they would just do it themselves, right? Or they would hire somebody in-house to do it. So you're doing something unique for your clientele that maybe they hadn't thought of. What if you bring on a clientele and they don't exactly see the purpose in something that you're doing? How do you deal with that? Yeah, I think, I think that's a great question because sometimes you run into those type of clients and we used to run to those a lot back before but really what we've seen to sort of help that to sort of um uh kind of lower that sort of like angry client per se or someone that doesn't understand what you're doing is really have them understand your process and how you do things and then they could see like why you're doing things a certain way you're doing it like let's say for creatives we do a lot of videos and creatives for, for partners we will show them like our board our sign up board or how we're doing edits and how we're doing drafts so they can understand why we're doing the things we're doing. I think clients get more angry or upset when they don't know why you're doing what you're doing. So I think it's so important for you as a brand, especially if you're doing a service-based thing, it's to show people and the people that you're working with um, to, um, to, to to understand your process. Essentially, like having a great process in place. And really, that that's the number one thing that's helped, at least for our agency, is building a process for everything. And clients can see that saying, hey, this is how we request assets. This is how we make ads. This is how we do video edits. This is, this is how we analyze the data. And when they see that, they're like, okay, that makes sense to me too. And okay, so yeah, so it's, it's not that you guys are bad. It's like maybe stuff isn't working, right? So I think it's a lot of like people just like like understand why how you think. And if what you think is sort of logical to a client, 
then they're like, okay, yeah, like it's not just you guys. It's just something's bad, right? So it's that's a, that's a helpful way. Okay, cool. So yeah, like establishing that relationship, well, like any relationship in life, right? Being completely, you know, transparent and saying, hey, this is take a look. This is what we're going to do. If you don't like it, then, you know, this is this is our model. Yeah. And if you do like it, then you just understand that there'll be it's a process so that if, if it's not working right now, they're not getting, you know, the the viewership, the, the the product sales, whatever. It's it's a process for you. Right. And it takes some time. So that's I mean, and that's nice that you're you're so transparent because there are a lot of businesses out there that are like, you know, the whole word, the pro- uh, proprietary system and oh, yeah, I yeah. hate that word. Yeah. I, I absolutely it's all, it's hate all that BS. Word. Like it's the same. Everybody's got the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So l- let's talk about your book because I know uh, the listeners, if they if they've been paying attention at all, they want to learn from you, right? Let's let us know about your your book. What made you want to write a book first of all, and then take us inside the pages. Like, what are we expecting to to get out of it? Yeah, so so our book is called Digital Marketing Made Easy. And this book was written by myself and by Wilson, who's also the other partner at the agency. And we just released this book probably, I think, in early July. I think July 9th is when we released it. And we were working on it for about a year and a half. Um, so really, there, really, the reason why we started the book was that we just saw that a book could be really helpful to sort of educate people in this sort of digital marketing space. Um, and it's potentially clients or, or partners that obviously are at a level that we probably can't deal with, but they need help with because we get a lot of people reaching out to us saying, Hey, I would love to sort of, I have this startup, I have this business idea. Can you guys run the ads for me? So I'll be like, Hey, look, it's like, we can't run the ads for you because you're not there yet, but we, this is what we suggest you would do. And really, what we were doing before this book was having like a one-on-one consulting thing with partners. So like they would pay us for like one hour a week and we would go over their business. And then Wilson and I were like, Oh, like we should just turn this to like maybe a book where people can read. It's a lower cost. And if they still want the consulting later on, they can come back to us. But at least now they'll understand a bunch of like the marketing terms of landing pages, traffic funnels, all the stuff that we were trying to tell people during these one-on-one calls. Um, So that's kind of where the idea of the book came from. And, and really what you'll learn in the book, it's, you're going to learn about a bunch of things. It's not just Facebook ads because Facebook ads, I tell business owners, Facebook ads is just one thing of running a business. There's everything else too. So really, and also the thing about it too, it's like Facebook ads might not write, might not be the right traffic for your, your business, right? So I run the cleaning company. We don't, we do Facebook ads for retargeting, but top of the funnel is really content marketing and SEO. Um, whereas we also have like our, our, our luggage company, we do a lot of SEO, but we also do a lot of Amazon ads. <coughs> and then we also have Montum, which is our outdoor, uh, outdoor gear company. We do a lot of review traffic, affiliate sales, and partnerships. Um, and even for Chester, which is the luggage company, we do a lot of influencer marketing. So every business is just a little different. So I think we wrote the book as a way for you as a business owner to discover what traffic source could potentially be the right one for you. And then again, going back to just some basic marketing concepts. So the book is going to have about content marketing, landing pages, creating ads and Google ads, Facebook ads, uh, Twitter ads. It's going to talk about B2B sales. Some of your, some services are just better for LinkedIn. So we talked a little bit about cold outreach and also LinkedIn outreach. And then of course, Facebook ads. Uh, and then we go into more about just how to think about our business where we talk about user onboarding. Um, how do you bring a customer into your website or business? 
And then the most important thing is with any anything that you're doing, um, A-B testing as well. I like that. And I, I, and I'll be getting the book because I am, I am, I, I I won't say I suck, but I could definitely do some fine tuning on my, my digital marketing. And I'm, I'm glad that you have more than just Facebook ads in there because that is, I've been doing a lot of research on Facebook ads. So it'd be nice to dive in and kind of get a little bit of, of all of the things you mentioned, Google ads and just SEO writing, which is again, is super, super powerful for that organic reach. So I'll definitely be getting that book. And I hope you guys, whoever out there is making a business um, and you have a great idea, the idea can be the best idea in the world. The product can be the best idea in the world, but if nobody sees it, then it's worthless, right? Yeah. And I think that's so important. And, and it goes back to kind of like, at least when I was first starting uh, my businesses, I thought it was just the idea. But then I realized like, oh, I actually need to learn this marketing thing. Because if not, no one's going to know the product is. And that's one of the biggest realizations that helped me uh, grow my companies. It's like, okay, you, I need to take marketing seriously because I actually need to learn this myself in order to like get customers and actually build this business that I want. Great, great. Well, thank you for coming. Can you tell us how we can reach you? Like Instagram, Facebook, uh, websites, emails. Give us everything that someone can reach out to you, either a business owner or just a layperson who's just interested in what you said. Yeah, so you can go to toboymedia.com. Uh, I also have a Twitter called twitter.com forward slash Danis, D-A-N-E-S-T. And if someone, so we have the book on Amazon, but if someone wants like the digital book, you can do it for free. Just email me, kevin at boymedia.com. And then just shoot me an email to say you heard me on the podcast and then you get it. Wow. I learned so much from Kevin. I mean, from just starting a business, building a team, coming up with great ideas, all of these things are something that a lot of us deal with. So hearing him kind of break it down with his vast experience, I mean, he's only 31. He's only five years older than me, and he's already done so much in his particular field. I can't wait to match him in my field. But for anybody who's interested in that kind of like marketing, but also SEO, grassroots, growing your business, and knowing that you know you want to build systems, definitely check out you know check out his websites. He's legit. He's got the Chester. Um, he's got the Chester luggage business, which has done millions of dollars. He's got his maid service that's based in New York City, also done millions of dollars. He's got Voy Media, where he's managing companies who've done millions of dollars. He's got his hands in a lot of things, and he has a lot to teach. And make sure you grab his ebook as well. Everything that I just mentioned is linked in the show notes. Now get excited because tomorrow, 6 a.m. sharp, we start our first class of the Market Adventures Trading School. So if nothing else, this is the time to share this episode with friends and family. Anybody you know who's been interested in the stock market, even one iota, even a little bit interested in the stock market, this is where they want to jump into this podcast. This is where they want to get as much exposure as possible because I'm going to be diving deep into the specifics of the analysis and also maybe giving you some free game based on some things that I see on the markets is not an advice. It's not a suggestion. I'm not a, a, a financial advisor, but I do drop some games. So you may be able to sneak away with something, get some profits if it wasn't on your watch list or just add it to your watch list. But I'm talking because this is going to be fun. This is going to be really fun. But anyway, normal sign off now. Like the Instagram page, call me, text me. The number is linked in the description. And also, if you didn't know, you've been listening to the market adventures podcast i'm your wonderful host alex cunningham and i will see you tomorrow 
6 a.m. sharp for your first day of school. Mm-hmm.